How much does genetics play a role in it? If I wanted to create just just muscular, dense, big legs, what would your advice be? What do you do for recovery? What common mistakes do you do you see people make when it comes to eating healthy? So Frank, you're you're three-time uh Mr. Olympia Muscle and fitness said that you had the best physique ever. You beat Arnold Schwarzenegger in a bodybuilding contest. And today you are 80 years young. Uh, And so I've got to ask, Frank Zane, uh, what are you excited about these days? I take everything in stride. I've lived a pretty peaceful life. I have a a nice, nice home gym, 600 square feet with everything in it. And I train clients from all over the world. One of my hobbies is archery. I shoot, you know, a few times a week. Mm. And that's about it. Archery, that's cool. Okay, when did you pick that up? Is that something you grew up with? A long time ago. I was maybe 14 years old when I started. I was a a counselor at a Boy Scout camp, archery instructor. And I've, I've done it more or less, you know, right along. Archery, field archery. Okay, okay. Have you read the book, uh, I think it's Zen, uh, In the Art of Archery? Yes, a long time ago I read that book. Yeah, I know you're, you're a very uh, aligned and, and meditative person, so I want to get into that uh, a little bit later. What I love about you is you're just, you're so well-rounded, just a, a, a full human being. You know, you've got the spiritual side, which I, th- I feel like you've, you've developed or tuned into um, the physical side, which obviously, you know, nobody can can really ever compete with. I think you've probably had the best physique ever. And the mental side too, right? You're, you're also an academic. I know you've got a master's degree uh, in experimental psychology from Cal State University. And so I want to ask you, with your scientific background, do you think bodybuilders live longer or shorter lives than average? Well, from what I've, I've learned from research, I think they live a bit longer than the average person. It's, it's into their 70s. So, you know, I think they're doing a pretty good job as to longevity. Okay, because I know you, you hear about all the stories of a lot of the bodybuilders, you know, dying young, having the heart, the heart issues, which obviously could be because of anabolics, you know, performance-enhancing drugs. Could be due to abuse. You never know. Mm. But I think, uh, you know, from what I've read, they do live, seem to live a bit longer than the average person. Mm. What, do you, what do you attribute, I guess, your long life to? What I attribute to, I guess, overall, balanced lifestyle. You know, I, I, I eat a good diet. I uh, meditate. I reduce stress in my life. Mm. Uh, I get enough sleep. I try to do everything to the best of my ability. You have a you have a, a pet too, and you're you're still married, right? Yeah, been married fifty five years now. Amazing. Yeah, I'm so I'm obsessed with um, not just um, lifespan, but health span um, and longevity, and just how do you how you what what makes a person live longer? So I've done I've done a ton of research in these topics, and I know that. Those two things, having a pet and also having a partner, uh, can add years <laughs> to your life. Seems to be, you know, 
We've always said, well, not always, but we've had dogs for quite a while. And we have a little dog right now, Betty. And, uh, you know, she's a good little dog. And because uh, it's fun. Betty, is she, is she a rescue or? Well, yeah, we got her from, uh, from the animal shelter. Okay. She's, nice. I think, five years old now. Yeah, dogs are amazing. I, I grew up with dogs. I had eight dogs at one point growing up. We bred mastiffs. So big dogs. Um, so I had a lot of, it was a lot of big poop that I had to clean up. <laughs> but but they were a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Frank, is there any advice that you would give the younger version of yourself? Well, what comes to mind immediately is don't go to extremes. You know, don't try to take shortcuts in anything. Just remember that you should take your time and do a good job at whatever you do. There's no rush. There are no deadlines. Like building your physique, you have your whole life to do that. So, uh, you know, do a good job. Do the best you can at, it, at whatever you do. Love that. Love that. Hmm. Yeah, so many people take shortcuts, and uh, it just doesn't get them to where they want to go in the long run. But I think if you just, just chip away little by little and stay consistent, you'll get there and stay there. I think there's good advice in Buddhism. They're like the Eightfold Noble Truth. The mm. first three points are right thought, right speech, mm. right action. Mm. Think the right thoughts, say the right words, and do the right things. Mm. And there's part of that is right speech. Mm. You know, don't, don't use speech like what I call negative body metaphors. Don't express your negative feelings through your body. Don't say things like, that's a pain in the neck. Hmm. Get off my back. Mm. I can't stand that because I think excessive use of phrases like that tend to lead to ailments in those areas. The words have power. Yeah, part of being mindful. Yeah, I, I actually was reading that in your, in your book. Um, you give all of all these- All there. The self-talk. Oh, it's amazing. This, this, the Zane bodybuilding manual is, uh, this is a gym. This is, I've had, I've had it for a few years. I've got both got, uh, the midlife as well. Um, it's a gym, but, uh, yeah, self, self-talk. They say, be careful what you say to yourself. You're listening. Your body hears every word you say. Your body hears every word you say. That's it. Speaking of the body, let's, let's talk about this world and how actually this world and also the world that I think you lived in is very body centric. And there's this term that I guess emerged in psychology, you know, a few decades ago called body dysmorphia. I was reading an interview from Arnold and he said that he would look in the mirror and say, I don't know how this SHIT body could win anything. Um, Frank, have you ever faced uh, body dysmorphia? Not that I can remember. I mean, in general, I always wanted to do more with my physique. And so I would look at areas that I felt could develop more, and then I would focus on that. And the goal was to have everything developed as, as much as possible. And that's what I've always done. I've taken a lot of photographs, and then I would study what I looked like in the photographs. I wanted to learn what I looked like to other people. Mm. Mm. Is there any advice? Because... I know I've faced it. I remember, you know, um, I was never, obviously never on your level, but I, I lifted a few weights. I never did a competition, but, uh, you know, I, I remember every mirror I walked past, I had to flex. 
I had to see if, you know, do I have a, do I have a pump as much, you know, and it's, it can get a bit much. It can get a bit obsessive. Is there any advice that you would give someone since you've never had it? Is there any advice you would give someone who, who has these body images, image issues? Uh, carry on, you know, it may be something you're going through at the time. Mm. You know, don't let it overwhelm you. Don't let it alienate you from other people. Mm. Mm. Don't be stuck on yourself. You know, mm. realize there's other people out there and the effects you're having on them. Be a good role model, all of those things. How do you identify? Do you identify as the body or do you feel there's something more as, of what you are and who, who you are? Well, the bottom line is I don't know. So I, I, I guess I identify with, with all of it. <laughs> I'm a body, but I'm more than that. Exactly mm. how much more, I don't know. It's being revealed to me all the time. Mm. I pay attention to my dreams, what comes through in my dreams. Mm. There are messages that I don't readily see right away. You know, I ask myself, what's that dream trying to tell me? Spirituality is something that I, I feel like I, I value probably more than anything else. Um, and I think spirituality is something that's few and far between in bodybuilding. I know Dorian Yates, uh, he's at least in the in the mainstream, I know he's talked about his experiences with with plant medicine and like ayahuasca, uh, how it just totally changed his life. I've seen you wear a shirt that says "Enlighten Up." Also, in your book, you're a you're a big fan of Gurdjieff. Uh, you practice pranayama. Frank, what does spirituality mean to you, and how has it helped your life? Well, it's largely the practice of meditation, which means being able to empty my mind. And that leaves room for anything that's uplifted. Uh, you know, if, if I have any kind of preconceptions, I want to let those go away so I have room for inspiration. Are there any techniques that you have kind of tried and tested, uh, like mantras or self-talk? I know in your book you mentioned gazing and visualization. Can you, can you give us any techniques that you feel like have been helpful for your life? Well, I, I have several mantras that I, I, I say silently to myself mm -hmm. as part of my meditation. And the meditation always starts with that. Like I, I, I wear these beads. Mm. And every time I say the mantra, I advance a bead. Mm. I do that initially, and then it, then it gets established. And then I just go with whatever is there. Mm. Then eventually there's nothing there, and I'm in a a vast state of, of emptiness. Mm. And that's the state I want to be in. <laughs> emptiness is form. Form is emptiness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it the, you had the beads, is it the 108 beads on your wrist? I have 108. Basically. Okay. Ah. I have this one here. Yep. I don't use that one too much for meditation. I use the shorter ones. Okay. And that's only initially. I don't keep doing it for, I just use it to get started in my meditation. Okay. You, you, do you still meditate every day? Yes. You do it in every the morning. morning? In the morning, okay. Morning, right? Okay, okay. And then if I'm walking, I say, I'll say a mantra, usually with every step. Mm. The whole purpose is to crowd out negative thinking. I don't want to dwell on anything negative. Mm. Any, anything like gossip or negative thoughts. 
or, you know, discouraging thoughts or saying negative things about other people, looking for positive things to dwell on. It's great. Your attention is focused more so on the on the positive. I, I think that he and I don't know if you would agree with this, but do you feel like the human brain is is naturally negative? Is that its natural state? We look towards what's wrong as opposed to what's right. We have kind of, kind of a fault finding mind. I don't think so. I think the brain is neutral. And I think we put what's, you know, we put in there whatever is important to us, whatever we're trained to believe, has come to believe. So it's, it's all up to us. We have the choice to uh, do what we want with our mind. You would agree that the media, though, it leans, leans heavily negative and social media. So how does, how yes, does, somebody, yes. how, how do we, how do we, I guess, fortify ourselves from that? Is it, practicing the meditation? Is it turning everything off, getting off of social media, never watching the news? Well, I watch the news. I like to know what's going on, but I don't identify with it. I don't say I to it. I don't say that's me. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Have you been to India? Never. Never? Okay. No interest or you just never got around? Well, I'm interested, but I just haven't had an opportunity to go to India. Okay. I've been to a lot of other places I've been to Japan, okay. Malaysia, all over Europe, Australia, South Africa. Uh, not too much lately. I'm pretty much a homebody these days. Yeah. But I have done a lot of traveling in the past. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, I think you love India. I've, I've been there several times. I've spoken at the, the International Yoga Festival uh, there a few times. Uh, so if, you, if you're ever interested in going... Uh, I'm sure I can I can make that happen if if the if the desire arises within. Let me know. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Let's go back to bodybuilding a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of debate about okay, what's the best diet? Um, and I'd I'd love for you to to let me know what what's your perspective on things. You know the the ketogenic diet, the vegan diet, uh, things like that. What in relation to bodybuilding, what's your perspective? I think, well, for me anyway, it's to get enough protein. And that's one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So I always strive to do that. And the best quality protein is from, you know, high quality proteins like uh, eggs, dairy products, and lean meats, fish, poultry, you know, even beef. And so I think a balanced diet is what's called for. And uh, cleaning up the diet, avoiding junk food, uh, you know, eliminating refined carbohydrates, keeping alcohol at a minimum, and just eating healthy. Mm. What common mistakes do you do you see people make when it comes to eating healthy? Well, where do you see people get stuck at? Well, maybe eating the wrong foods or eating too fast, eating too much fast food. Mm. I've become friend, good friends with Robbie Robinson. And uh, he told me that he, he doesn't drink during his meals, drink water, right? He drinks like a certain time before and then after. What do you think about that? Do you, do you drink water during your, during your meals? I don't drink a lot of water, but I maybe take sips if my okay. mouth is dry. Okay. But I have great deal of respect for Rob. He's, he's a great champion. Mm. And he's been around a long time and, you know, he's got a tremendous physique and he's still working out hard. Into yeah. his 70s, you know, so yeah. he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's the man. He's supposed to come out here and and to Portugal with me, and we're gonna we're gonna train and maybe have like a like an event where we invite people. Um, Good. To, yeah, he's great. He's he's taught me so many things, so many things about you know just training in Gold's Gym um, in Venice. So we talked about food. What about supplements? Because you know I've read some places that you said that you've taken what is upwards to four hundred supplements a day. I have in the past. I've taken even more than that. You know, I've taken the main thing I take is amino acids in free form. I take you know twenty or thirty capsules a day, and in the past I've taken way more than that. I think that's important uh, because they're concentrated foods. It's what what foods become like amino acids. You know, basically uh, proteins break down into their most basic form, which is amino acids. So if you take them in free form, you have what they become. You save a lot of energy. You have what's the nutrient itself without the calories. And I've done that for quite some time now. Do you do the branch chain amino acids or the essential aminos? I take them all. Okay. I take a a formula that has 16 amino acids. Ah, okay. Okay. You think that's the, that's a big reason for your success, not only in competition, but also in just overall health? Yeah, I think so. Wow. What other supplements do you feel um, were, were very beneficial for you and your competi- during competitions? I think uh, liquid liver extract. There's a, a, a compound out called uh, energizing iron, which is put out by enzymatic therapy that I've taken for a long time. Mm. It's like a liver that has been concentrated 20 times. And there's a lot of really good nutrition in that. I've, I've always take a few of those every day. And then, of course, the amino acids in free form. And then especially larger amounts of glutamine, arginine, and then at night, tryptophan. And then melatonin, too, before I go to bed. So you're not doing, you're not doing the, the 400 anymore. You're kind of sticking with the... the- about what is it about 10 maybe more than that i might take about 20 to 30 capsules a day okay wow have you heard of a guy named uh brian johnson oh no so brian johnson he was a um uh i'd love to enter to to have a conversation with him but he was a he was a tech entrepreneur sold his company for a few hundred million dollars and now he's the most um uh, what is it? The most studied human being, I think, of all time. Like he measures everything. He takes about, you know, a few like you. He takes about a few hundred supplements every day. In his um, his 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 quest is to reverse his aging. Uh, so he, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're familiar with him, but he's he's all, he's into it as well. If if you ever want to kind of look into his work, he takes like uh, he takes the amino acids, but he also does. Cinnamon, I know. I looked at his list. It's it's an incredible list. Um, but yeah, and he he works out pretty much every other day, and it looks like he's working because apparently his his genetic profile is like five years younger than his his biological age. I think it's good, but I don't think you could ever reverse aging. I think it's going to proceed onward anyway. But I think you can slow it down, but I don't think you could ever re- reverse it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> You'd have people who never died if that were true. <laughs> yeah. You ever you ever heard of um what is it, breatharians? No. 
No. So breatharians apparently are, um, they're in India, maybe they're everywhere on the earth, but basically instead of food, they derive their energy from sunlight or the breath, the prana. Apparently some have been claimed to live over a few hundred years. I don't know if it's been verified. There was one, there was one show I saw that somebody could, you could probably look up on YouTube where they studied this guy and he was in his, I don't know, 70s, I think. And they studied him for like two weeks, two or three weeks, and he didn't eat um, anything, which was incredible. <laughs> and he was he was totally fine. So whether it's, I don't know, I'd love to see a year-long study on that. I know that human, humans are, um, we're capable of incredible things, but no food. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. I think the body's sort of feeding on itself to some degree. Mm. You know, mm. I mean, I don't know, but uh, uh, you know, I I think it's it's noble that he's involved in that, mm. but I don't think it's something that everybody could do or would want to do. Yeah, certainly I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy food. I enjoy my meals. <laughs> Listen, Frank, while I got you here, I want to ask you a question that I feel like a lot of guys can can relate to. It's leg development. So, you know, I've I've trained uh, for, you know, over 10 years and my legs, they're strong, they're lean, but they don't get bigger. What's your advice if so, if I if I wanted to create just just muscular, dense, big legs? What would your advice be? Get as much blood into your your, your legs, your thighs as possible. You might try doing something like leg extension supersetted with leg press or leg extension supersetted with squatting. You know, just get a, a tremendous pump in your thighs when you work them. Okay. Get as much blood in there as you possibly can. Okay. And that's all you can do. Then see what happens. Okay. And give, them a, a, give them a good rest. Train them maybe twice a week. You don't have to train them more than that. Mm. Let them recover. Work up and wait on every set. You know, the thing is, experiment and see how it's working. There's no set answer for everybody. So just see how it's going for you. You think I need to eat more? It would help if you want to grow. Okay. I was reading somewhere, you you had said that you had ran uh, six laps. I think it was 1979 around a high school track and your legs got good doing that. Is that something you would advise as well? Well, I think it, it was very good for me. That's like a mile and a half. I think any more than that, you, you could maybe not not get the muscular benefit from it. But I, my legs got much more muscular doing that. I think okay. you could run too much. Like if you're running like five miles a day, I think, you know, you're not going to grow from that. You're going to mm -hmm. get more endurance and maybe more definition, but you're not going to grow any muscle. So you have okay. to find the right balance for you on that. Just whatever that happens okay. to be. And when I when I do the leg workout, because I'm I'll just wrote everything you said down, get as much blood in the muscles as possible. Um, I, I I've done you know I've I've done the flex wheeler like what is it, like start with leg extensions and then go to leg press, but the superset I've never actually done the leg extensions to the leg press. Uh, I I do supersets with leg press with sumo squats. Um, actually, I do like a triset almost like, what is it, like 40 or 50 reps, repetitions, if you add every, every, uh, every set up. 
but yeah, just the the size is the is the big thing for me. My legs just don't don't want to grow. I don't know how much does genetics play a role in it, or is that just an excuse people like to like to make? Of course, it plays a role, but we don't know to what extent. And the question always is: is how do you know it's not working? How do you know what's going on? You have to find a good way to to ascertain that. And the best way is to take photos. If you can see a difference in the photos, you know something's happening there. So I always took photos or had photos taken when I was trying to achieve something. It's impossible to, to, to grow and get more definition at the same time. It's usually one or the other. <laughs> Got it. Did you take photos uh, without a pump or during the workout? Uh, not so much during the workout. For legs, it, it basically, uh, I always showed more definition in my legs when I, they weren't pumped up. Other areas, they I could maybe look a little bit more impressive if I had mm-hmm. uh, you know some kind of pump there. But with mm-hmm. with uh, thighs, thighs especially, you know, if I got a, a great pump in my thighs, I would lose definition. So mm-hmm. I never pumped up my legs for photos. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> huh. I'll do that. Superset extensions, and I don't have to go heavy, right? How many rep? How many repetitions would you say is the the, the eight to twelve? Ten, ten, yeah, eight to twelve, ten to twelve. Okay, okay. Um, Do slow negatives too. Don't don't let the weight fall back real fast. You're talking time under tension. Is there is there a certain cadence on the eccentric you would recommend? Maybe the uh, going letting the weight back to start should be up to twice as slow as the positive but you know it, 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 they both work okay like if you watch arnold training he doesn't do that everything is fast with him huh that works too huh <laughs> i guess it's is it more so about and this is something robbie always tells me is it more so, and i guess arnold said it too but just focusing your mind on the muscle that you're training yeah everything works if you let it that's lyric from a meatloaf song. Remember the, the rock and roll artist Meatloaf? Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. works if you let it was his mantra. You just have to wow. do it and let it work. It's going to work in some, wow. some fashion. You just have to find the way to, you want it to work. I think one of the things about doing your, your reps is make your, make your reps rhythmic. Rhythmic, have rhythm to them. You know, slow negatives work, faster negatives work, but it all depends on the rhythm of them. Mm, the other okay. thing is stretching between sets. Right okay. after I do a set, I always stretch for maybe 15 seconds. Gets more blood into the area, increases flexibility. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was reading a study that said a, a deep calf stretch can actually grow the calves like as much as doing like actual calf raises could i would say no to that i'd say a combination of doing the weight work and, and stretching is the best best approach to that not just stretching you need some resistance you need some yeah that makes sense that makes sense okay well frank i want to play a, a game with you and this game i call the five best right the five best and so I'm just going to ask you the first one. Okay. Uh, when was the best time in your life? 
Well, physically, it was 1979 when I won Olympia for the third time. I was in great, probably my best shape ever. You know, I was 190 pounds, in great shape, had won the Olympia for the third time. And that was the peak of my career. Of course, you don't realize it at the moment. It would have been okay if I retired at that point, but I, you know, really wanted more. I wanted to win it a fourth time. And then in 1983, I was, I kept competing after that. And in 1983, I got fourth place. And at that time, I said to myself, there's my four. So you never know ahead of time. We're only wow. smart in, in retrospect. Mm. We don't know what, <laughs> if it's the thing we were after, when it happens. We only know as mm. we look back on it. And everything is mm. like that. Wow. So learn to be happy with what you're achieving. And don't yeah. be too hard on yourself. Don't judge too harshly. Because the truth of the matter is, you just don't know. Mm. Be okay with that. You don't know, you want to find out, that's fine. That's motivation. Mm. Mm. Love that. What's the best quote you ever heard? This one's attributed to the Buddha is, our lives are shaped by our mind. We become what we think. Mm. Mm. So whatever if we think about most of the time is what we're destined to become. Mm. It starts with your mind. Wow. What's the best advice you ever got? Persevere in what you're doing. Mm. You know, good things don't happen automatically. Be patient. Don't talk negatively about other people or yourself or your body. Mm. Just be open to it. Mm. Be a good observer. Good witness. <laughs> witness, yeah. Be a good observer. Mm. What's life trying to tell you? What do you think it's all about? You say, what's life trying to tell you, Frank? What do you think it's all about? Be patient. Mm. Learn mm. from what's happening. Mm. Help other people. Mm. You know, I've, I've been a teacher for a long time. I right. taught school for 13 years. Mm. If you have uh, knowledge and information, pass it along. Frank, what's the best, and maybe this is a tough one uh, to answer, but what's the best bodybuilding split? Well, I have, I've always, there's two I use. One is the, uh, the three-way split. Mm. And what I did was pulling muscles day one, legs day two, pushing muscles day three. So day one, it would be back biceps and forearms. Day two would be legs. I'd give pulling muscles a rest. And day three would be pushing muscles, chest, shoulders, and triceps. And then I'd rest day mm. four. That's the four-day cycle. And that's the one I've used most of the time. And it's very productive what I've used for, you know, advanced training. The other one is the two-way split, which would be upper body one day, legs and abdominals the other day, and then rest the third day. And I've used both of those. The thing is, you've got to rest muscles after you've worked them. So you got to yeah. sit the rest in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, something that, that uh, I, always, I always learned, um, or always knew, I guess, was you, you don't grow in the gym, right? You break down. Right. And so if, you're, if your recovery is trash, you're not going to actually grow. No. What do you do for recovery? Sleep, meditate, relax, you know, get my mind off everything. Did you ever integrate saunas or massages? Well, I used to take saunas when I had one in Palm Springs. We had a sauna. 
and I used to take saunas on a regular basis. I had a, a system where I would uh, go into the sauna extremely hot, uh, like up to 190 degrees, and then after that, just jump into the pool. And I would do that three times, and I was very relaxed after that. That worked well, but I don't have access to that now. Massage, I think, is great, but then, you know, you have to have, I have to have a good masseur, and I did add points, yeah. but I don't have that anymore. So, you know, basically, mm. I think learning to, that's sort of a mantra I have is let go of all the remaining tension in the muscles. <laughs> Focus on the muscle and then just feel all the tension draining out of it. Let the mind take over and do that. Wow. That's great. When would you, when would you do that? At night? At different times during the day in my meditation, I would do it in the morning. Okay. At night, I would do it. Okay. I just felt like a relaxation when you, I was thinking about my bicep and relax, let go of all the tension. And it just like, wow, it works. It does. That's great. Your mind is very powerful. You know, whatever you say is basically true. Your body believes every word you say and also everything you think. Wow. So work, accor work accordingly to that. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Do you have any like self-talk um, mantras that you, because when you asked me when we first started this conversation, you said, how am I? And I said, better and better. And better and better is, uh, comes from a French uh, psychologist named Emile Coué. And he said he, he had a mantra that healed uh, patients with both physical and mental ailments better than anything else. And that was in every, every day and in every way, I'm getting better and better. Um, is there anything? Good one. That you, yeah. Yeah. It's a great one. Do you have anything like that? The one I've used the most is called the Nibutsu, which means the name of the Buddha. And basically uh, in Japanese, it's Namu Amida Butsu. I've said that a lot. Mm. Namu means uh, I take refuge in. Amida is the primordial Buddha, and Butsu means Buddha. So I take refuge in the you know the concept of the Buddha. Mm. Mm. What is the Buddha? Basically, it's you know the idea of thinking the right thing, saying the right words, and then doing the right things. Mm. And well, you know, that. that's the way to live. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Buddhism really figured it out. You know, I love when the uh, he's in some he's in some hot uh, he's on the hot seat, I guess these days. But the Dalai Lama, when he was asked what is Buddhism, he said Buddhism is not a religion; it's a science of the mind. All right, it's not a religion; it's a sign. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, he said, if 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 science ever disagree with Buddhism, then we'd have to rethink Buddhism. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite stories is from the Buddha when he was interviewed by by a reporter. The reporter, you probably know this one. The reporter uh, came up to him and asked him, "Sir, are you are you uh, a priest?" He's like, "No." He's like, "Sir, are you uh, are you a god?" He's like, "No." He's like, "Sir, what are you?" He says, "I am awake." Yeah, but I think it actually translates. It actually translates to awareness. It says, I am awareness. <laughs> mm. One of my favorites. It's just the, the the Buddhist perspective is so powerful. If if we can if we can come back to a state of awareness, um every single 
ailment of society heals itself. When we can just recognize that we are this pure awareness. Yes. <laughs> racism, goes, racism goes away. Sexism goes away. All They're the all just ideas. All just, just ideas. ideas. Yep. Yep. Mm. You know, what do we know for sure? Basically, uh, we don't know shit. Mm. We don't. <laughs> wow. You don't realize that. Mm. Be empty and open and you'll learn things. Don't prejudge. That's it. Um, the last best question was, what's the best investment you ever made, Frank? Well, probably buying a house because, you know, you need a place to live and it's only going to go up in value. You know, like this, where we're living now, it's great. It's everything that I needed in a property. And we've been here 25 years and we bought it. It was like somewhere three, low 300,000 and now it's worth over a million. And all property is like that, you know, if it's in the right place and it has everything you want. But then, uh, you know, I have no interest in selling it because it, everything is here that we need, we want. Yeah. And other properties I've have are like that too, like in Santa Monica. Property we had over there is now worth even more than that. So if we would have stayed mm. there, wow. it would have been more. But, you know, at the time you don't know, you know, you have other ideas. Yeah, as I... uh as I, I live in this world as well, there's so many investment opportunities from uh, cryptocurrency and you want to pick the best stock, but real estate, uh, I think is can't go wrong with just that. so solid. You really can't. <laughs> Not in the long run. There's only so much of it. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Frank, the last question that I ask every guest is what I call the magic wand question. So I say, if you, if I gave you a magic wand and you could wave this magic wand at the world and tomorrow when you woke up, whatever wish that you made with the magic wand would be granted, what would your magic wand wish be? Stop arguing and fighting. Mm. You know? Mm. Ooh, I forget who said this, but uh, he said, why can't we all just get along? Yeah. Yeah. It was Rodney King. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Why can't we all just get along? Yeah. Get along. Yeah. Comes down to that. Don't see people as their differences. See people as what you have in common with them. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, Ram Dass. He, uh, he talked all about polishing the mirror. You got to polish your mirror of limitations, of, of judgment, so that you could see the world and other people and yourself as it truly is, clearly. Yes. It's so important. So important. Well, Frank, this was such a, a pleasure, an honor. Uh, you have inspired me in more ways than, than I've been able to express uh, you will continue to inspire me because I see you every time I'm in my gym. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know if it, it'll happen, but I'd love to. I don't. You, are you still doing sessions as far as training? Oh, yes. I continue yeah. to do that. Okay. Well, I'd love, to, I'd love to stay in touch and maybe we could do a training session or something like that in the future. Right. Just let me know and we'll do it. Perfect. Sounds awesome. Frank Zane, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate all the wisdom. Thank you for being on Sauna Sessions. My pleasure. Keep up the good work. 